It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Get it! Hello and welcome to our first episode of 2023. This is It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast for fans of Northampton Town. But you know that already. I'm Charles Cummings and I'm here with Danny Brothers and Chesie Coleman. Say hello, guys. Hello. Where are you? Let's be having you. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's been a while, so I hope you've not forgotten how this works, either of you. Don't go quiet now. (laughs) How have you been? Wonderful, as you can probably tell by my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody go to the football. I did. (laughs) Somebody do some shouting. I did. (laughs) Did you do it on command? Obviously. <laughs> I'm a Go full on, Delia supporter. You, you have gone full Delia. I, wow. I, I, I love it. You've been so excited to talk about it, um, which we will do in a minute. I promise you, Chesley, just hold it for a second. Um, so since our last episode, Christmas. Mm. Christmas happened. Yeah. Did we all get what we wished for? Well, I'm a bit devastated. Oh no! Because big, big watching news. Big Santa didn't arrive in the Albert's Hardware Shop. Oh, he's no. retired. <laughs> big Santa. Big is Santa. There little, is, is there a little one? Well, no, he's just yeah. big. He's just called Big Santa. <laughs> he's, he's just called Big Santa. He didn't. He didn't come. Is there a oh. little one? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, my Christmas is wonderful. Good. So, is somebody going to replace Big Santa? Sorry, Charles, I'm coming back to. I don't know, Big Santa. but I was I was quite distressed, and then I also had to chase um, real Santa <laughs> around watching because I missed him. So I had to chase him around the town like 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 a fugitive. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to realise why these Santas are retiring, Jeffy. <laughs> They're getting chased around them by <laughs> lunatics <laughs> on the village. Oh, it's, a, it's a town, not a village. A town, sorry. Yeah, sorry. get it right, Danny. Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. Oh, Crikey, Danny. Yeah. Uh, I've, got my, um, yeah. I've got my Christmas. This doesn't work on a podcast, but I've got my chocolate coins. So Amazing. Yeah. Is gold, that what your snack is? Coins. Your podcast snack? Podcast snack. doesn't work massively well for a podcast snack. No. But quieter, quieter than crisps, <laughs> as I've been eight... known to munch on in the podcast. <laughs> I'm 85% cheese still. Yeah, yes. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that cheese, is the way to be. Is good. I received more cheese yesterday uh, from the um, mother-in-law, which was uh, incredible. Just when you think you've eaten enough cheese, more comes along Never. to prove Never enough. Wrong. Never enough cheese. <laughs> so apart from Christmas, the Cobblers, um, they've played three times, guys. Um, they've got a lovely old record of drawn one, lost one, and won one. Uh, so one of each kind of result that you can get in football. Um, I want to start with just finding out your overall thoughts on how that little Christmas period of three games has gone for the Cobblers. Um Chesley, let's start with you because you're the most horse. <laughs> um, I think it's solid enough. Mm-hmm. I think if you consider, uh, if you put in, I think it was the Carlisle game the weekend before, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. if you add that in as well and you think of the quality in terms of where these sides are in the league, I actually think it's a very good showing. Mm-hmm. I think in a, in a strange way, we've been quite unlucky with the way the fixtures have fallen and continue to fall. Um, no one can really gauge where teams are going to be when they put the fixtures out or when they come out in the summer. And mm. actually, all of the teams that we've played are teams that are going to be right up there. And to to be able to have got four points from it, I think is really good. But if you consider the Carlisle game as well, there's a few more that you can add into that period of time. I think the Swindon loss was frustrating. And I think the Orient win almost counterbalanced that very well mm. I think had we have lost Swindon and then lost Orion it becomes a really worrying time but because we've managed to get a really good result on Monday it means that we can build on that but also what it does do is that it takes away points from teams around us right and the only ones that we need to worry about going forward into kind of March, April are those around us we need to be making sure that we're stealing points from them and if we don't do that you're in a worse position if you're than if you're losing games against the likes of Gillingham, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny, do you, are you worried at all about <laughs> the chasing pack? Because th- that that was my, and I think I'm jittery, right? I I I don't have a reason, or you know, there, there's no evidence, or you know, particular reason for me to be like this. But I don't like the fact that we're third. I'm not saying I'd rather be fourth. I just <laughs> third. Feels icky, treacherous. Yes, but treacherous. a lot of that's down to last season as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I was asked by the Late Orient podcast we recorded before Christmas. They asked me how many points we'd be happy with from these three games. I said five, solely on the fact that, like what Jeffy said, that we'd be taking points off everyone else as well. So I think four is reasonable. I think Jeffy's right to bring up Carlisle because that's look at it now. How big a result is that now? Looking at that. Yeah. Looking at how the league, looking at how we're now seven points clear of them. Like even if we draw that game, it's it's a lot tighter and we're we're looking over our shoulder a lot more. But the gap is big enough and we 
it's quite rare that we have these kind of gaps. I think last season we were in a place where we were um, maybe not kicking on when we had the chance to get the gap. And that's why I think the Carlisle win in particular was was massive because we were in a position at that point where we could go from four to seven. And I said before that, we just didn't take those chances last season to go and then teams caught us up. We obviously lost to Swindon and the gap went back to four again. So to beat Orient, not only because it's Orient, but because it, because the results that had happened the day before as well, that had meant that it was going to go back to seven again if we won. It's it's just huge that we just keep on trotting back to seven. I'd like it to be ten, if I'm honest, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been greedy. Um, like you want there to be a big enough gap for a buffer, but I think the way that teams are playing behind us, then there's no one that's massively consistent. I said a couple of weeks ago that Carlisle probably are the ones that are looking the most dangerous. And that's still the case. But the, the, the likes of the Mansfield, the Swindon, the Bradford, like they, they would win a, a game, for, like Swindon went and beat us, but then they'd go and, and lose one that you'd expect them to win. And, mm. and like they're all massively inconsistent, which is playing into our hands as well. But I think we've just got to keep on, keep on going. But And I think the... We, I haven't seen anything in us that makes me think we're going to go on a terrible run at any point, which is what's needed now, isn't it? Like we're going to need to lose three in a row to go out of the top three. And I don't see that in us at the minute. I think whenever we lose, we bounce back quite well. Mm. Um, like we could have gone to pot after Swindon. Like we could have completely folded, and but we rose the occasion against Orient. And I think I've just seen enough in our squad at the minute to think, to believe that that's not going to happen. And I just wish that we'd, we'd play 10 games more than we have because it is that half the season that's left that's the worry. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how other teams are going to strengthen in January. You don't know what's going to happen with our loan players. That Are we going to bring, be able to bring in a couple more to make the make the difference? It's it's all that kind of thing. It's, it's, hmm. But still, I think if we're, in, if we're anywhere near seven points clear by the end of January, I think we're in a, such a good position. Yeah, seven points, just to maybe put it in context. Maybe this is more for me than anyone else, if I'm being honest. But that's essentially three results, isn't it? That's three games that we've got as a buffer um, Mm. in order to be caught. It would take at least three three results for that to happen. Um, Just looking at the league table, not because I want to be doom and gloom at all, but just just so that it's kind of as transparent as possible. I didn't realise this, but... Bradford have a game in hand. They're on 39 points as well as Carlisle. So there's potential, and I know that they've got to go and win whatever that game is that they've got in hand, but there's potential that seven points is maybe a little bit false. Not Maybe not false, because it, it could still be seven when they play their game in hand if they lose it. But, you know, just ah, jittery, Danny. I'm jittery. jittery. Oh. Yeah, their game in hand just to say as well as at home against Rochdale as well. Oh, so which, there you go. Um, which is uh, on Tuesday. Returning Richard O'Donnell though to them in goal. Yeah, he, he could he could pull a blinder. He could a peaky blinder. A peaky. Mm, He'd make a yeah. great peaky blinder. Old. Um, do you think? Was his face? O'Donnell. Richard O'Donnell. Yeah, he could do well. I'm, I'm trying game. to think of a of a of a funny thing about you know how he's too good for League Two to throw in there, but. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I On that point, though, Charles, I yeah. do think that, um, and actually, it, it, we've kind of learned our lesson here last year in that actually, who cares what the table around us looks like? I don't care. We just have to win. Mm-hmm. So we have to put almost blinkers on to that element, not Reggie. necessarily us as fans, but the players, because we just have to get rid of all that noise around us and do our jobs. And that's 
ultimately where we fell a, just a tiny, tiny, well, we were cheated out of it, but a tiny bit short <laughs> last year because we used to do stupid things like throw away a random goal at Orient or it was a random two goals, one either side at half time, And then we threw away a goal at Barrow. And ultimately it was just one goal that, that, yeah, cause that yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. So regardless of what goes on around us, we just have to do our job and win. So we, it's irrelevant what the teams around us do as long as you're winning. Yeah, and, and I think just to sort of add on top of that, the fact that we've gone, you know, we're now, we are the, the League Two top goal scorers. Um, so that is another thing that's been, if you like, corrected from last season you know we didn't really score enough last season did we oh well we didn't because um obviously we didn't go up <laughs> by one goal but you can't you couldn't really fault in terms of the conceded column could you last season I know you've picked out three goals that were maybe needless to concede Jeffy and I, I don't disagree with that but I think overall when you were looking at the goals uh, conceded or goals against column last season it was pretty good. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. So I think the fault was more in how many we were scoring ourselves. And that looks to have been, well, I may say looks to have been, it clearly has been <laughs> uh, improved upon. Only so, trouble is though, I do think we've we've done the opposite. So we do concede a lot. We've kind of gone like on a, um, I don't like to compare the two, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, when Wilder's, Effectively, Wilder's coaching system was just score one more than them. It doesn't doesn't matter how you do it, just score one more than them. And that's great as long as you can pull it off. Um, But uh, that might creep back up on you if you're not in first and you're in third, if that makes sense. I'm wondering whether you're maybe looking at that through the fog of, um, you know, history if you like yeah I definitely am yeah because I I, I don't I think Chris Wilder wasn't he was less Kevin Keegan (laughs) in his approach than I think you've maybe just suggested yeah I think that Wilder (laughs) Wilder you know he's a magician an absolute magician but but the essentials to it was you don't give up you just you you keep going and you Mm. Because we example, had a great defence that season we, as well. Don't we forget, did, you know. But, so, yeah. and also the standard of the league was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, do you think well, it's not this year? No, but I think <laughs> that COVID and the world we've lived in for the last two years has had an impact on quality throughout okay. the entire leagues. I believe, anyway. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, one for a, another show, perhaps, to discuss that. Um, you talked about how we've closed. Oh, sorry, open the gap, Danny, between us and mm, fourth find place. It. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the gap that is now above us. Um, mm. We've we've closed the gap, and I'm saying this very carefully and probably the <laughs> wrong way round, but we've closed the gap on Orient to seven points. Yes. And the gap between us and Stevenage is just five points. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've closed the gap on Stevenage. I think that's remained pretty much where it was at the start of this period. Um, a question that I've got is about whether we should be confident about now catching them. And I say that because Orient for a long time felt out of sight. It did. I mean, it's funny how much different it looks when it's seven rather than 10. Because you, you look at fourth and you think, like you said earlier, you panic. You're still panicking with seven points, jittery, but yeah, but but yeah. Why is it so hard for us to then say we can catch Orient? 
you know, it's really weird in that psychological part of it. It's like we are so convinced that that Carlisle can catch us, but we know we're near convinced that we can catch Orion. Mm. Um, whether that's through the quality of the team or not, I'm not sure. But um, maybe, maybe I mean, it's uh, down to the fact that we think well, they won't drop points. It's not about yeah, us. Yeah, so I think it's that's about it is, them yeah. not dropping points. Whereas with us, we're a bit like, but we might drop points, and that's yeah. where we're worried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, personally, I think that's a bonus this season. If we go, if we if we can catch them, great. If we don't, I'm not going to be really upset about it. I mean, it'd be amazing to win the title again. But first and foremost, get promotion this season after last season. If we if we scrape up in third in the last minute of the last day of the season, great. No, 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 Danny, um, we can't but... do that. <laughs> I, can't, we, I can't endure that again. <laughs> the jitters um, won't take it, Danny. <laughs> the jitters will not take it, but. Um, but no, it is a it's a complete bonus if we if we do go and catch them. But saying that, we we go to Salford on Saturday before anyone else plays. We suddenly win that. We'll be four points behind them. And <laughs> do they then get the jitters? Oh, it's a lot of jitters going around. Jitterbugs. Jitterbugs. <laughs> I think I think what we've got on our side, and I, I've said this before. I think we have had quite a blip. And we had quite an inconsistent period, didn't we? October, November time, where we couldn't win at home. Couldn't get a game on it, seemed. We couldn't right. play as well. That <laughs> yeah, help. yeah, that. And there was no consistency. We were riddled mm. with injuries, which I think we're getting again, unfortunately. But I think we've got a strong enough and we've got enough depth in our squad, hopefully, to overcome that. And we've also got the window in amongst that. So that will help if, if we need anything drastic. But I think that, if you look at Orient, they've been running away with it. They haven't really had a blip yet. And there's a, you know, Stevenage, although they're inconsistent in terms of they don't, like Danny said, there's no real consistency there. They're still waiting to lose two or three, you know, and, and, and we've done that. We did that. We had that horrible rut of where we just, we looked like we were completely lost and they haven't had that yet. And that's not discounting that we won't have another one. But that, I think, will be the difference between the quality as to whether we are going to be good enough or not quite. Yeah, you're right, actually. I mean, because we've had that patch, haven't we, where we have lost, uh, you know, get, lost not lost games, but lost ground a little bit in terms of, you know, results just constantly, you know, wins just totting up. Whereas Stevenage of, of basically the last time that they drew a game was against Grimsby, I think. Uh, I'm just talking about league games here. Every other game they've won. That was on the 19th of November, away from home at Grimsby. A one-all draw, good result. Exactly what we got. So, uh, no, we did we win at Grimsby? I can't remember now. Um, no, it's one-all. It was one-all. First away game, yeah. Um, so, you know, they have they are going through a really good patch. In fact, I, I did miss one. They drew nil-nil with Mansfield. So, I did miss one. Yeah, but that, the thing is, that's and that, again... I'm terrible at this. Sack me. Contextually, though, Charles, mm. Orient and Mansfield, look at where they are in the tables. So you've got that yeah. as well. So, you know, if you're if, if, if that's Northampton Town, I'd be happy with those results, mm. you know, because they're against teams that are in and around you and you're taking two points off them, at least. Yeah. I, I think the thing with, and I don't want to talk about other teams too much here, but I think the thing with Stevenage is that they are a really difficult side to play against as you know so many other teams are finding out i mean the ones that are at the top end of the table like i don't know if you watched the game uh, between leighton orient and stevenage that i think was on i want to say it was on the day after boxing day maybe it was on one day 
uh, over the Christmas period. And um, I mean, Orient, Orient manager Richie Wellens was basically not happy about how they play <laughs> football afterwards. Oh, um, not happy, shame, not happy, Rich. Shame. It's not uh, like him. Not like him at all. Um, they they essentially ground out a nil nil by stifling Leighton Orient, you know, and stopping them from scoring. Um, but then they go and follow that up by beating Crawley three one. And I know you're going to say Crawley are in um, dire straits. <laughs> Um, absolute free fall madness, craziness going on there. But they then go and beat Gillingham one 0 who were obviously fighting, really fighting for their lives. They've just had a you know injection of money come in from a takeover, and Stevenage still managed to see them off. Um, they're due maybe that little bit of you know poor run of form. I don't think they've necessarily had it yet. Whereas you could argue that we have. I think the same could be said for Leighton Orient as well. And who knows? Maybe the defeat against us at Sixfields on Monday was the beginning of their blip. So mm. it's all to play for, which it is, is nice. It's all to play for. I mean, if that and if that's our blip that for the season, then I'll take it because that's it wasn't awful, was it? it? Wasn't like like I feel like last season where if we if we had a couple of bad results, it was it looks hard for us to get out of it. But actually, a bad result for us now is what the Swindon game. It wasn't. No, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. And I think the way we played against Swindon, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was just one of them games. We had a we had that thunder bastard second goal for them. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, it was a fairly even game. And I think it's more when we are losing, we look a lot more convincing now. If that makes it look more convinced that we can bounce back, and it didn't worry me at all that Swindon game. Like I thought, no, fair enough two reasonably good sides, but we've got it in us to, to bounce back. And I, I haven't got that, that issue that I had last season of looking at our squad. And I, looked, I think I shared it in our WhatsApp the other day, what the what our starting squad was at the start of last season hmm. at Swindon, at uh, start of last year, Summer. Summer? Who's Summer? <laughs> so at the start of last uh, calendar year, uh, when we lost 5-2 at Swindon. And yeah. you, you look at the names there, you look at the names of the bench, you just think, how, how I mean, firstly, how on earth did we recover from losing 5 2 at Swindon to, to, to even get near promotion? But secondly, you just look at it and you just think we're so much stronger this season that even if we do have a defeat, we're I can see us bouncing back pretty quickly. I mean, that is that is good. I, I, I think I struggle with um not seeing it within the context of the rest of the season and the rest of our results. Um, I got really, as as everybody will know, I got really frustrated uh, with the Swindon result Um, because on, on its own, I just felt like, oh, it was not the end of the world. Of course, that's, that's going very over the top, but it felt like it was just a miserable thing to happen. I mean, I looked at it and just went, oh, just, just, just don't in, enjoy it. The fact that we've lost. I mean, I don't think anybody enjoys losing, you know, and I rightly got called out on it and that's absolutely fine. And I agree in hindsight. Um, but, you know, I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's that, that, like I said, the jitters and the fear and, you know, what happened last season. And I wish that we would just cruise it and it would be nice and simple. <laughs> I don't know whether there's a bit of apathy around about, you know, being in league two still. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what it is, but out of the context, if you just take that game in isolation, and I've watched it back, I decided I was going to watch it back to just sort of see, was it 
you know, how harsh was I being? Not was I being harsh, but how harsh was I being? And we played well, as you say. I'm annoyed with the fact that they've scored an absolute, as you said, thunderbastard, Danny. I do think we could have at least tried to close it down a little bit better than than we did, but I'm not going to take anything away from the, the score at all. It was a great strike. Um, not really sure. I, a lot of people have moaned about the, the first goal, Johnny Williams being offside. I, I can't tell from the iFollow thing when I watched it. I tried to, but um, I'll just take people's word for that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't get, the offside call doesn't get given our way. So we're, 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 we're well, 2-0 down. And at that point, we hadn't played badly. And yet we're 2-0 down. And that's just, for me, it was just gutting. And that's mm. the only way I can describe it. And then I've got a bit over the top and a bit frustrated and been an idiot. Um, but I think part of that comes down to being in the, being there, though, right? Good, like... Because I yeah. think for, for probably a lot of people at the minute, if you haven't got a season ticket, um, you are watching what you're spending money on. You're watching where you're traveling to. And for, for us three on the podcast now, it's it's not just the ticket, it's the travel and, and all that kind of thing. And I think there's a difference between so if me watching on iFollow here and not being able to go to the game, but you sort of traveling, going to the game. And it's, it's a kind of once a month, if, best thing at the moment probably for all of us that mm-hmm. that you do put too much a lot well not too much but you, t- you put a lot of pressure on that one game that you go and see in person um and there's a i think there's a lot to be said for that that you do get more frustrated i think when you when you pay out and you travel and and um and you go to a game like that rather than watching on iPhone because i found it so easy during lockdown do that ridiculous league one season to just turn mm-hmm. off and feel so much apathy and to be like okay whatever what we're doing now kind of thing because it was just you turn off a laptop and you get on with it probably partly to do with how bad we were but i think when you're watching at home it's a lot easier to to take the in-person the in-person emotion out of it i guess but yeah Yeah. fair enough um let's talk about leighton orient chesie yeah you were there as your voice Can I just make a public service announcement? (laughs) Of course. I haven't done a Delia Smith like John Brady, (laughs) but I haven't got a voice because I partook in the John Brady Delia Smith action. (laughs) You did as you were instructed. Absolutely right. (laughs) And more. And also chase Santa around watching, (laughs) screaming at the top of your voice. Santa. (laughs) Um, Santa. (laughs) I know him. Um, Yes. Let's start with that don't get quiet or go quiet moment. Don't go Um, quiet now. Don't go quiet now. That was it. Yes. Um, Did it go quiet, Chesie? Well, I think it was an odd atmosphere because it it was very cagey at the beginning. Orient were pretty loud at the beginning. Then it was very cagey and it did come to life. It was actually more atmospheric than I've seen it for a while. Hmm. But then it got quite cagey and then we scored and the atmosphere went up a little bit more. But I think you could almost hear the nerves in the stadium in that last 10 minutes. Because what you perhaps didn't know if you weren't watching it or in the stadium itself is everyone in the stadium knew we were going to have about 12 minutes injury time because it it just went on and on and on. And there were loads of injuries and there was loads of time wasting and, and the officials... I, 
the officials I don't think were particularly terrible, but I think the occasion was just too big for them. They lost a bit of control over it and it, it, it kind of spiraled out of control. And so we knew there was going to be loads of injury time. So it wasn't that it went quiet. I don't think, I think it must've felt like that for, for John, obviously, but mm. it just, you could hear the nerves. And I literally was sat with my head in my hands from about 80 minutes on because it, it was just terrifying <laughs> because you you could almost feel and I, to be honest it didn't look like they were going to get anything from the game and it just looked like they were just having one of those days which we all have as as football fans and players you know we, sometimes it's just not your day and it didn't look like we were going to score or they were going to score sorry but it looked like we were really battling for it and it was almost like the fans didn't want to give up on it and knowing that if we conceded, it was just pure luck. It wasn't going to be because we hadn't tried. It was just going to be because it it was just the way it was going to go. So it was like there was a real nervousness in the stadium. And John was right. We had to get them over the line because it was desperate, not necessarily in terms of how we were defending because we were defending well and we were very organised. But it felt very desperate because I think the importance of it was quite prominent. Hmm. I, I think because a lot has been said recently, I've noticed on social media about the atmosphere at, at Six Fields. It's I had a chat, terrible. It's terrible. I had a chat with Jake Sharp on the way into the, the Swindon game. Um, and we were talking and we were querying whether or not maybe there was an apathy, as I said before, about being in League Two. And maybe... You know, we're just a bit fed up with, you know, the likes of Crawley and Leighton Orient and, you know, the usual suspects essentially of League Two. And once once we get into League One again, touch wood, that'll happen the end, you know, for next season, um, you know, we'll come up against the bigger clubs that, that bring bigger away followings, then that will you know, liven us all up again and we'll be excited about the teams that we're playing again and we'll be like, oh, this is where we want to be. I this do agree with that, Charles, but mm. I will, I'm going to pick you up on something straight away. I want you to take Leighton Orient out of that statement because they filled that hole away and... and oh, that, yeah, no, no, I, sorry. I, I, just, yeah. I, I, I just meant in terms of we've played them every year now for the last mm. couple of years, minus, you know, one um, where we were in League One. That That's all I mean by that. I'm not dissing clubs. I'm just saying that, you know, it's the same clubs that we're playing each year. And I know that there's 24 other or 23 other teams rather that probably feel exactly the same. Um, but it, it was a, it was an interesting discussion. Um, and I, I don't know the answer to it, but the fact that John Brady came out and basically asked us to create as fans, to create an atmosphere beforehand, kind of just sort of shows you that it isn't just us that, that that think it that it must be felt by the coaching staff and by the players and there's a lot of different you know there's a lot of different talk as I said on social media people you know fans having ideas like I've seen suggestions of um you know how to improve the atmosphere being things like uh creating Don't you say drum, outside sorry <laughs> don't you drum again no no drums drum. safe standing you know, lot, there were lots of different things. Um, I think Luke, Luke Thode was saying about how, uh, I think it was him anyway, um, I don't know whether you've seen 
these kind of uh, what do they call them where they get like fan art if you like in the stand before a game oh the um, t- the um what's it called tif- tiffy tifolo 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 don't tifo is it a tifo so it's like you create an image using you know cards different colored cards that are on the seats that the fans hold up and stuff like that and, and like having like a, a fans organization or an organization of fans, I should say, who would, you know, basically take ownership of doing that. Bradford have had that happen in the last season. And, you know, it goes really well there from, you know, by all accounts that I've seen. Um, but, you know, it was it's it's interesting to see. And then, then, of course, there was a question about ticket prices going around. Lots of different suggestions, not necessarily answers to it, but... It, it's clear that really something does need to happen. But, and I think the one thing that we've all joked, or me and Danny certainly have done when uh, Matt Sammons, who's one of our lovely patrons of, of Cobbler's Vlogs, of course, has talked about, you know, the atmosphere not being bad. We've, we've pulled him up and said, well, what are you doing to start the atmosphere getting better then? It is down to us, essentially. Yeah. I don't know how much the club themselves can do. Yeah, I think, and I think sometimes we look at it and think, right, what can we do to improve the atmosphere? And we think big, don't we? We think, oh, you know, we need a, a singing section, or we need all the, you know, all the singers together. We need someone, you know, like the overseas fans, where you get one of the fans at the at the, at the front of the stand banging on a giant drum and getting everyone going. Whereas actually, I think sometimes we miss the little ones, you know, and it's just like when a ball goes out for throwing, and no one's doing anything and no one's getting up and going, oh, come on, like like re- shouting encouragement and thing. I think that's it's the, those little things as well we need. And, it, and like if we get a corner and late on and we're, we're drawing, it's the, it's the kind of standing up and like really geeing everyone up and get like, like really raising the roof and that. It's not necessarily always about the chants and always about the getting the songs going or sort of having a, a song contest with the away fans and, trying to get in their faces and stuff. It, I think a lot of it is to do with just getting up for it and really getting getting up, getting the players up for for moments and and kind of drawing the ball into the back of the net from from set pieces and, and going forward like when we're on the attack, just really getting up for it and stuff. And I, and I think it's that as well as the as the general atmosphere. Do you think maybe this result against Leighton Orient will? be a positive and towards that maybe oh, it's, it'll inject it's, it's, a little bit of belief into the fan base i don't think it's just it's a result it's, the, it's what brady did in it which was incredible like, I, I love the man i just love him so much that if we get this promotion it's going to be one of the best promotions we've ever had because of the man leading it he's just so he just gets the club and gets what what we need so much and i think that one moment could change a lot because people are going to have it in the back of their head every time they come to Sixfields now. It would have been going viral around Northamptonshire, around YouTubes and TikToks and, and all sorts of, all that usual stuff that the kids get into. Um, and I think it will hopefully mean that we start to get a little bit better in terms of home atmosphere. Because away we're great. I think on Saturday we'll be great again. Um, we're, we're generally away from home, one of the, I'd say one of the loudest compared to other fans who come to us. So I don't think that's an issue at all. It's just the home games, especially. And I think as, as the season goes on as well, it will get more important, won't it? So hopefully. I agree with that. I think Orient is a is a big turning point in terms of 
what Brady did and in terms of the result. I think <laughs> we've been waiting for an almost a statement result at Sixfields for a very, very long time. Mm. And um, that was definitely it. And mm. and from a personal point of view, it was, for me, very unexpected. I actually left here at 7am on Saturday morning and said, right, we're going to lose this. So let's just see how we get on. And that was it. it. And I think that's because it was, I think, for me, unexpected. I didn't think we were going to get anything from the game. Maybe that's the pessimist in me. I'm not sure. But I didn't think we'd get anything. And the fact that we did re- has really like given me a lot of buoyancy and has made me feel really happy about the fact that I think we're on the right run and I always did but I think results like this really stick out don't they Mm, absolutely um talking about the game then obviously there were uh, there are still some negatives unfortunately the two big ones being injuries to Tyler McGlure and Sean McWilliams we don't know how bad they are but Tyler McGlure Danny looked absolutely devastated as he was walking off the pitch it's so frustrating for a minute because he's just got back he's just He's got back into a start again. He he was playing really well as well against Orient, I thought. Um, it's just frustrating when, when a player like that and he's had so many injuries, just wanting to get a run and wanting to to get back to fitness. It, it is really, really frustrating because I thought as well, Sharing has looked a little bit off the last couple of games for whatever reason. So I thought he's actually... poorly, isn't he? Yeah, I think potentially he has been ill as well. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was the right time for McLaurin to come back in again. Could have even put him in midfield if he wanted to. <laughs> maybe it was the threat of going into midfield that did it for him. Yeah, but, maybe that's what. But did no, it's Thanks, so <laughs> just, yeah, just got it for him. Got it for him, um, and hopefully it's not I, I, too long. I, I don't think we've heard actually yet yeah. we how how no. bad they are. But I don't actually think we will because um, John Brady tends to keep this, you know the status of players fitnesses yeah. fitnesses fitness under wraps doesn't he an, an awful lot which you know is is a is a way of you know stopping giving us any way fine margins as uh, they would say mm. and the one thing I, i'd love to say about tyler mcglore actually is just that how he has that when he's playing and he's playing well like he was on monday he has this air of arrogance about him of this kind of like i know i'm better than you yeah. And oh, absolutely. It's I in a positive it. way. I don't mean it in terms... He's not like a Kevin Van Veen or an Ash Taylor arrogance. <laughs> this is the kind of arrogance that is just a bit of a swagger, a bit of a, you're not getting past me because I'm just so good at the moment. And I, I know, and it, it's that confidence. And that's why I'm so gutted for him. And for us, as, as obviously, as, as a team, because he could be such a good player for us. And... In a way, it's it's one of those where you just look at it and go, right, he's got a three-year contract. We're only six months into that. We've got plenty of time for him to come good, and, and I'm sure he will do. We just need to get, you know, the injury side of it away and, and out of there for him. Um, and I'm sure it will be a fantastic player for us for years to come. Sean McWilliams. Oh, he um, was outstanding before he went off. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. And uh Looked looked like it was a hamstring pull. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the one thing I I don't know whether I, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly no expert in this, but the way that he came off looked like it might have been more precautionary. I believe so. In being in the stadium as well, it mm. looked to me because it also he kind of just he he didn't stop completely in his tracks whilst no. running. So it, it, I don't think he's completely torn his hamstring or anything like that. Um, he kind of just 
went to his haunches and and sat on the floor whilst a, I think one of the Orient players was being sorted mm-hmm. out as well. It was a very stop-start game anyway. Um, yeah. And so I think... Our fault, apparently. <laughs> our fault. You're having a laugh. So anyway, um, yeah. And so I don't. I think he kind of thought, hang on a minute, there's something not quite right here. And I think with Sean McWilliams, I think you have to err on the side of caution. One, because he's so incredibly important to the squad. But two, because... There is a history of injury there, so I'd rather have him off for 70 minutes of a game that he's really valuable in than have him off for 12 weeks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the many positives, Danny, Josh Eppier, playing, <laughs> was it 70 minutes, I think he, yeah. he got out of him? 68 minutes. 68 minutes. Um, great to see him last that long. And, I, I mean, it big part to play in the goal as well. Yeah, and I thought I was scathing of him against Swindon. I just thought he came on and didn't offer much at all. I was ready to send him back. So when he was starting, I was like, oh, I'm not sure he's going to replicate what what uh, John pierre gives us up front. But he just gave us something a little bit different and I think he really took his chance on Saturday. Saturday? Was it Saturday? Monday. I don't know. Yeah. It was Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it... Hopefully, I think what he needs is a good run, a good run in the team again, just a good run to get back into his rhythm. I think perhaps the rhythm was off a little bit against Swindon and the pressure was on a bit, whereas I felt like against Orient, he could express himself a bit more. The way they play as well was was a little bit more open to to him doing his thing. So all for it, or, or get him, get him back in. The one thing, thing I, I would think say... I do... Sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to come back to Apparate again just to say how how, how good he's been recently as well. So Yeah, he, uh, he has I, been very good. Um, I, was, I was concerned that we weren't going to get something to replicate that, but yeah. I think Hopefully. you guys already already know um, this because we've spoken about it, but for me, when the team came out, I was stood in Cars Bar and I just looked at Sean and went, that's either brave or stupid. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I said to Sean, this could be really defining because this is either going to go really, really well or it's going to be an utter disaster. Um, I think if I'm really honest, I think Jean-Pierre has done a lot of running. He's worked really hard, but he's not quite produced on the level that we need him to. Um, and that doesn't discount to how hard he's worked because I think he's worked really hard, but he's not produced, I don't think, as much as he should have. I However, just think he was getting there, though. I, I agree with is. that. I agree with that. Yeah. But I think changing it was massive because the we could play to strength a little bit more. And that's not saying Jean-Pierre couldn't do that. But I think Epia was able to do that in a way that stopped Leighton Orient because Leighton Orient, I don't think, were expecting it. And I think that was the difference. Yeah, I, I think with I think with Apare, the thing that I said was that gutting for him on the basis that he was really getting into his stride I felt literally all he needed was a goal he had a couple of decent chances I thought against Swindon a couple of good saves or at least one good save made by the Swindon keeper from uh, one of his efforts um I think if he'd been fit and he'd play he would have played this game against Orient um whether that would have changed the result we obviously won't ever know but it was you're right, Chesie. I think it was brave putting Epier in to start because he, he he could have been off after five minutes. Absolutely, you know, with his record. And, <laughs> and you know what, Charles? 
I would have been happy. With, oh, no, it sounds ridiculous. I would have been happy with the gamble because for me, if you're, it's, it's, it shows me that the manager that we've got in charge of our football club is happy to take a gamble and a risk. And if it pays off, it's fantastic. And if it doesn't pay off, at least he's given it a good old go. And he said, you know what? I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at this. And if it doesn't work, then so be it. Because let's face it, we could have had Danny Hilton on after minute five, which would have been fine, but he hasn't produced this season at all. Yeah, you're right. I think it says a lot okay. about Hilton, doesn't it? To the line yep. the starting line. It does. Um, let's, um, yeah, let, let's, let's park Leighton Orient there. and um, Just before we park it, mm. can I just shout out, firstly, Lee Burgess save. Secondly, and I don't normally do this, but Vigaru, what a keeper. Oh, what, oh, what a keeper. He was tremendous. He really was tremendous, wasn't he? He, he was. Brilliant. You... That save he made against Hoskins was was brilliant. How he kept it out, I don't know. I, I mean, imagine said... that goes in as well, though. That's always yeah, saying back to Hoskins, but I... if that goes in, that is moment of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I said to Sean, as the teams came out of the tunnel, I looked at Sean and went, oh, I forgot about him. As soon as I saw Vigoro, I thought, oh, he's actually it's a decent weird, keeper. Because he had one really dodgy game against us for Swindon, so I've always associated him with that. And I've, I've tried, he's a I good can't keeper. Get it out, I can't get it out of my head, though, but he is actually a really decent keeper, yeah. Get it out of your head. Get it out of yeah, your head. I can't. Dennis. Come on, I can't. Uh, Kylie's okay. still in there. Let's have uh, a bit of this, shall we? It's time to read your letters out. But things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers2me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Okay, it's post-bag time. Thank you very much for sending all your comments in as usual. Uh, Podcast.cobblers2me.com is our email address, or you find us on Twitter and Facebook at Cobblers2me. Um, we'll start with this one, Danny and Chesie. Um, Gareth Kingston's been in touch. He says, hi, guys, I've got a question for you. Which player would be the biggest loss if they went in January? You ready, Danny? One, two, three. Samuel Tobias Hoskins. Samuel Hoskins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, it's easier this year, isn't it? It's weird <laughs> though, isn't it? Because you look at that question and you think, you think of players on loan. I think that was my first instinct to think, oh, mm. you know, when the loan player's going back. But actually, can't lose Sam, can we? It, Keep him in. He's become, you know, I, I've I've done a, a preview for the, mag- uh, for the match day programme for Salford for Saturday. And uh, one of the questions is, who's the key player in our side? It's so easy now. Yeah. You don't even have to think about it. Like before, like last season, Sam would have been in the equation for sure. But I'd have been like probably thinking, right, who's the player to watch? I'd have, you know, and I'd have gone for like Sean McWilliams maybe. And, um, you know, talking, maybe have you know, Pinnock in there. Benny Ashley Seal. <laughs> Benny Ashley Seal. Yeah, yeah, all of these amazing players. Ian Bolger. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, flashbacks. Um, so, whereas this year it's so much easier. You just don't have to think about it. Who's the key player? 
it's Sam Hoskins. If we were to lose you, him, and there's been rumours, haven't there? I've heard rumours of, is it Reading? Reading. <laughs> Sheffield United, I think, was so one. Th- you've been on Twitter again, Charles. Derby. League two transfers and rumours. You've been on that one again. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I I didn't sit them out. <laughs> I am just passing on what I, I mean, was you could, given. You could argue Birch <laughs> as well, couldn't you, to be fair? Yes. Well, not as likely to go, but you could argue that's that'd be a big loss. Huge loss. I, I mean, this is it, though, isn't it? That there are big losses throughout the team now. Yeah, yeah. You take, you take one out, you you buggered. Not buggered, but yeah, you, it really affects us this season. Though. Yeah, and 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 it kind of shows, doesn't it, when we have the injuries? So so yeah, there you go. Um, another question for you. This is from the Stevenage Football Club podcast. Ooh. Big listeners. Is that Farley? It must be Farley, yes. Hi, Farley. hi Matt. Uh, honest question. Do you think all three of us who currently occupy a promotion spot, so that's Orient, Stevenage and ourselves, will be the ones to get promoted? Yes. Yes? Oh. Yes. Danny's, Danny's gone in. Yes. I think in this order as well. Oh, really? You think yeah, we're yeah. finishing third? I hate yeah. you so much. Why? What's the difference between I, second and third? It's not a lot, is it? Really, I don't think we're uh, really less jitters. Where <laughs> <laughs> we could finish twenty points clear in third, though, couldn't we? we, we yeah, okay. But... What what what's the points um, tally difference of the gap where you're not jittery anymore? I don't know if I I, I think it's just third place. No, I, no, I mean but it is wouldn't a... matter what it wouldn't <laughs> matter what just just seeing us sat Northampton Town third. Will yeah, always we be, from now on be jittery for me. But we could be second and two yeah. points clear of fourth. But we could be third, twenty points clear of fourth. You'd still be. I more see jittery. what you're saying, and I, 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 I get it. I completely get it. I second place, I'd feel more comfortable. All right. All right. I think so there's, there's I, no there's no jitter boundary then for you. It's just uh, I, I don't know if I can. If I put a number on it, I'll, it'll, come, it'll come back to bite me. <laughs> You, you know that that's how these things work, Danny. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Uh, Chesie, these no. three sides? We're no. We're going to win the league by 15 points. Orient and... <laughs> 15 points. Wow. We're going to overturn the seven. And are both going to just absolutely implode. Gillingham are going to get promoted with us and so are Hartlepool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crawley are going to come back. <laughs> Crawley will win the playoffs. Crawley are going to make oh it, finally. God. <laughs> hey, uh, love it. Um, I obviously that wasn't serious, guys. Just FYI, not. just in case you need to know. Obviously not. Um, I am still expecting Stevenage to flop. Yeah, poor old Matt. It's it's taking the time out. I know. Right question. Poor Matt, he's so positive. I love him to pieces. Um, I yeah. I I'm still. I. I. I say I'm expecting it. I am still expecting it to happen. I don't think I believe it will anymore. I'm just expecting it. But um, yeah, I think that they're due a blip, as I was saying earlier. So I wonder. And I, I think out of the three teams, though, the one most likely to drop into the playoffs is probably Orient. Really? Yeah. yeah only because I. I wonder if they've got a bit too ahead of themselves. This is what me and Sean said at the weekend. Uh, I don't know. They... I feel like... Uh, uh, sorry. I think... It's all right. I just think that they were, I think, overconfident in the first 20 minutes of our game, playing really pretty football, not really doing much with it. Then they got 
particularly frustrated and lost all their discipline. I think one thing that's going to let them down is discipline. They have got terrible discipline. I think they're going to be without their two centre-backs, aren't they? Well, yes, because one's one's got a very bad injury, so best of his wishes to that one. But Beckles was just being a plonker and he admitted it as well, so... I know, stamping on Aaron McGowan. What a silly sausage. Um, Okay, there you go. Um, The Northamptonshire Football Podcast. New podcast. I've been in touch, talking about all things Northamptonshire football. That's from Cookno to Rawns to Kettering to the Cobblers. Anywhere Mm. in between. Harpole. Um, Harpole, indeed. uh, Definitely in there. Um, Kingsthorpe, have they got a football team? Oh, come on, Kingsthorpe Jets, yeah. Yeah. Parkland's Tigers. Oh, nice. Um, Anyway. Gregory Celtic. (laughs) Oh, Gregory Celtic. Oh, that's got a fond place in my heart, Gregory Gregory Celtic. Owen Chechnicks. Is that anything? Love that. Do you know what I miss? I don't know if they still do it. Do they still do it on the Radio Northampton where they go through the the scores from the local, from from Northamptonshire? Yeah. They do it in the style of. Uh, Graham Alexander Arnold, or whatever is it? <laughs> Graham Alexander on his back. That's not. He's back. Graham. Graham Alexander, Alexander Gordon. Gordon. There you go. James there. Alexander Gordon. James Alexander. Thank you. Thank you. Between three of us, we got there. Obviously. Goodness me. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if they still do. Do they? Do they go through it like that, or does Jake just give you the stores as it as it as it comes? Yeah, a couple of I think. Yeah, reports, I, th- I think. Yeah, they yeah. do the report okay. things because when we listen on the way home. I mean, we we lose it when we get to about Oxford, but um, yeah, a lot we, of people do. To be fair, <laughs> it always used to be. This is so off tangent, but it always used to be the last thing before they went off air at six o'clock. They would oh, go well, through, and know, give so. the scores, uh, and it would be like a proper, like maybe one of the guys back in the uh, studios in in Abington Street would uh, would just read it out uh, every every and then you'd get the small small teams being mentioned i don't hear or i've not heard owen Chetniks, for example being mentioned for a long time but there you go Good anyway touch. um the question the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah the question for the northamptonshire football podcast um can the west stand ever stop singing now after brady's outburst no <laughs> they have to sing 24/7 every single day Oh, and what will happen is we'll just have a klaxon, a Delia klaxon that John Brady's allowed to press and it creates like a siren that goes off in the West End and then we all know that's our cue. And then he can embarrass his family even more. True and proper Delia. I loved on on the Slack, patreon.com forward slash cobs to me, by the way, if you want to join that. Um, Melbourne Cobbler. On, Bring mate. back the rattle, he said. Oh, the rattle, yeah. Do you remember the rattle, the the, yeah. the thing that you sort of swirl? That's the, the wavy yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Bring back the old rattle. Bring it back. Bring that's it back. Isn't it funny the the Brady thing? If if that's if he's done that when we're second from bottom, mm. it's going to get laughed at, isn't it? All like for the and it's going to it's going to be a mockery thing that we use, like like Dean Austin's thing outburst. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. because we're because we're going for the for the for promotion, it's the best thing ever. So funny. I get, I get what he means though. Yeah, because I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't particularly notice. I didn't really even notice it on the while I was watching on on iFollow. But the geeing up the crowd thing, you know, I mean, we talked about it before, but it can go really just quiet. 
Yeah. I, I don't blame him at all in the slightest. No, no, for, not at all. For no. what he's done. I, I'd be pretty I frustrated as well. I'd be like, come on. No, We've asked it. you to be loud. Do it. <laughs> it's like a teacher telling off naughty school children. But as well, it's, it's, it shows what it means to him as well, right? That, Absolutely. Like, imagine Keith doing that. <laughs> he, <laughs> just, he'd be doing just his puzzle somewhere. In his hat. Yeah, in his hat. <laughs> in his hat. puzzle. But like, it shows what promotion and what trick. these results mean to John, and that's so good to see in a manager. Yeah, it absolutely is. Should we? Uh, do we need to start to be worried about him? Or? You talking about Gareth's question earlier? Biggest, which player biggest would be loss. the biggest loss? Do we? Are we panicking yet or not? I'm not. No, there's about, there's still something there about for Brady. Me, about the, uh, yeah, about Brady. There's there's still something there which says I can't see him leaving on the basis of he. And I don't obviously I don't know this for a fact, but it, it comes across and it came across to me at the time that he only really took the job as oh sorry, he he this was the only job he would take. And I don't mm. see him leaving you know, he's made this big deal about it being like local, like he's been in Northamptonshire for decades. Mm. Um you know, Rico it, yeah. is obviously yeah, all of that and, and bringing Coldwood back in and you know, everything being about the community focused and, you know, we know what the community is like because we live it and we breathe it. I, I don't know. Who was he? He was linked with, was it Luton? I mean, yeah. has he got any attachment to Luton? Was anyone? Um, who else was he? Was, was it? I can't remember who else it was now, but there was, so, there was another championship club that he got. <laughs> it wasn't Peterborough, was it? Cause... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. They, they've, they've got a shortlist of two managers and they just take it in turns. Um, Welcome back. I think, I think, Charles, I'm going to get some uh, decorum back here. Okay. Charles, I think you're correct. Actually, I think that, Everything you says is very. Everything you say is very valid. I also think makes that, a change, doesn't it? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I also Sorry. that's all right. I also think that I would be very surprised and very disappointed if he didn't finish the job he set out to do before he went. Now I've yeah. got, by the way, zero problem with a manager moving on if that's the right thing for them. What you got to remember is these people aren't, you know. Sir Alex Ferguson getting paid millions for Man United. I'm just plucking names out of thin air here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know they're just earning a wage like you and I do. Yeah, mm. and there's and there's nothing special about that in terms of they just run a household like we do, putting a roof over their children's heads. And if someone comes along from places like Sunderland and and you know offers thousands of pounds, Doubles, you're going to do it. Troubles, you're yeah. going to do it. And I have no problem with that because you've got to do what you've got to do for your family and you've got to do what is right for ultimately you, your family and your career. So if he wants to do it, do it. But I think that I'd be surprised if he gave up on this for that yet. Maybe yeah. in the summer it'd be risky. If he I think it'd be a risky career move, wouldn't it? Of course it would be. Of course it would be. I still don't think, I think the summer would be too. I think, I don't think he will, I don't think that John Brady sees the job as being getting the Cobblers into League One. I think he sees it as being establish the Cobblers mm. in League One. Yeah, I really now, hope so. Yeah, and, yeah I and hope that, so too. That to me would be the biggest and and the best, you know, possible outcome for all of this, I think, because you see it 
I mean, most recently there was talk of this at international football level, which I appreciate is completely and utterly different and, and a much higher standard. But you look at the, the teams that, just to give my example here, you look at the teams that have been fairly successful in recent times, have all had long-standing managers. And, you know, England with Gareth Southgate, um, Yogi Love for I'm Germany getting... beforehand, no, obviously, no, 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 obviously not with the current guy. A bit of Yogi uh, on the cobbler's pod. Yeah, a bit on. of Yogi on the cobbler's pod. There got you it. go. Um, and um, yeah, and I, I just, I look at it and think maybe, maybe just maybe this is the right appointment for us to have actually be able to sort of have that, you mentioned him before, Jeffy, that, that sort of Sir Alex Ferguson manager the one that the, the one that is basically has the support of the fan base has the support of the boardroom and you know is a, is a realist as much as anything else and is therefore allowed to actually just keep going with the job and see how well he does and not ever really being in fear of getting the old heave ho tick tap exactly i i yeah. You know, I would love to see us sat here in three years' time still talking about John Brady being our manager. In the Premier League of... <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing. But <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be happy, you know, being top half of League One at that point. Yeah, so would I, realistically. Okay. Yeah. So, there. So, there. there. Go. Hands one, off. One, one last question out of the post bag. Andrew Bass, um, he says, can we keep Sam Hoskins and where do we need to strengthen in this transfer window? So two questions. Number one, can we keep Sam Hoskins? Quick one-one answer from you, please, both. Yes. Danny. Oh, yes. Jeffy. Oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm fine. not Danny, but yes. Yes. Danny. Yes. Good. Uh, I agree. We can. We can keep him. I think loyalty is a big thing with Sam and he's enjoying his football. Why would he leave? More than one word, uh, that chance. Nobody say money. Only gave us one um, word, but, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <Carry on. laughs> Where do we need strength in this transfer window? You could have several words for this, Danny. How many? How many 412. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Where do we need to strengthen in this transfer window? That's eight. Yeah. How did you do yeah, that so quickly? <laughs> that's 10, I think. Danny's now working it out. Yeah, yeah that was 10, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Not many places, I don't think. Bump, bump up the squad a little bit. Potentially a different kind of striker, I would say. Mm-hmm. Different kind of central striker, potentially, uh, would be good. Um, maybe someone else to bring on, like a... What's his face? He always bring up. Who's, who's that striker? Let's narrow it down. He played for... <laughs> Steve Howard. He played for Ipswich. He played on loan for Swindon. Hope. No, he was on loan at Swindon. Big lad. Ooh. Big lad? Yeah, what's his face? Ipswich? Yeah, Ipswich was on the swing. Tyrese, Tyrese Simpson, I think his name was. Oh, yes. His, okay. Still yeah, is, I think, right. as far as I know. Someone in that mould, like someone did sort of a different problem for teams to have if we're struggling against a team who's putting 20 men behind the ball and you just need to lump it up and s- someone to just come on at the last minute and be a hero. Someone like that, I think, to beef up the squad a little bit and just to create something different. Um, someone... Maybe like a more creative midfielder, some someone to pull something out of nothing, um, and keeping the lone players, I'd say, would be priority. 
don't know if what the Koiki situation is, but apparently we're as we've been linked. The first official rumor from Neil is that we've been linked to a left back. We have so uh, that could spell doom for the king. Sorry, Jeffy. Well, I do. I just have to retire my post as yeah. king worshipper. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of this With deep uh, regret. This Ipswich forward that I had in Tyree my head. Simpson. Oh, Mark, uh, no, um, no, no, the, the his, one that I had his... in my head. Oh, sorry. Um, but I can't, I can't think who it was, and I'm trying to look, and I can't find. But I have found Kevin Wilson. Kevin uh, Wilson played for Ipswich, so get him back. Get him get back. Him back. Yeah, Something well. Ketspire. Did he play for it? Oh, Tomoe Ketspire. No, it was Newcastle. <laughs> That's it. Oh, was that Newcastle? <laughs> Get him <Damn>. in. <laughs> Get him right in. Get him right in um, That'd be amazing. David Healy is another Ipswich. Oh, yeah. For Troy Parrott. Oh, he still plays. We could get him in. There you go. Okay. Um, lovely. Thank you for the post bag. That was enjoyable. If you want to get in contact, podcast at cobblers2me.com or find us on social media. We're at cobblers2me on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, before we go then, Salford. Um, mm. We don't have a Salford fan because there aren't very many of them and they're all very quiet. John Brady would not like them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Salford away, 12.30, Saturday, Sky Sports Football. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky Sports that's Football. where you'll be able to watch it if you're not going to Moore Lane or the Peninsula Stadium, as I believe it's known now, because it has many peninsulas on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, don't know where I'll go with that one at all. Um, how are we feeling about the game, Chesley? Well, I am going to have to eat a lot of humble pie if this goes wrong but we're going to slaughter them 4-0 Hoskins mm. is going to get a hat trick and um, Koiki's going to just appear out of nowhere injury free and, and score <laughs> brilliant I'd love it I would love it to happen I don't know you know you said about you're worrying about Koiki if we're mm. looking for a left back mm. are you worried in terms of his injury status or his um, you know status within the squad within as a Northampton Town player Oh, no, no, he'll be back in, I think, once he's back, wouldn't he? I would have thought. Well, I, I was wondering whether you were thinking he might be uh, being snaffled up by a bigger Ooh, club because he was linked to oh, Rangers yeah, that's what a I mean. year ago, remember? Yeah, yeah, I, I do wonder that. and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's hard to tell. But I think... I, I think the... Ademayo has done a reasonable job, but I'd like to have Koiki back if we could. Yeah, back in. So I think it'd like be a different, different threat. Yes, it always concerns back. me when that happens, especially a left mm-hmm. back. Um, but yeah, uh, Koiki scored last time on Sky, right? Well, not last time, but well, yeah, he's, he well, scored yeah, his only goal for us on Sky. Yeah. So maybe he likes the cameras. It's going to bring him back. Maybe. Back um, Salford find themselves in eleventh place. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculously tight, isn't it? I hadn't really realised this because we because I, I've literally just been looking at what our points tally is and then what fourth place's points tally is. Not really look below, but... So you've got Carlisle in fourth on 39 points. I can go all the way down. All the way down. I'm going to go all the way down as far as 15th, Danny, Ooh. to Tranmere Rovers, who have 33 points. Yeah, and they were on the up a, a while ago, weren't they? I know, Mansfield, who are currently occupying the final playoff spot of seventh, have 38 points. Mm -hmm. That playoff four... Got more fans than you as well, Charles. More fans than you. 
More fans. Yeah. More fans. More fans. Yeah. 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 Boxing Day. What are you doing? More fans. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Tranmere, 33. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's tight, isn't it, that? It is. But let them, let them, let them battle it out. That's what I mean. Take I points mean, off each other. Have a good old party down there. And we'll just... We'll just... Uh, have our own little soiree up here in third. Just, just you can <laughs> Love it. do whatever you want below us. I, I, it just because Salford weren't that long ago up in the playoff spots and were looking to try and overtake us, weren't they? In third, I think when was it? Oh, I don't know if it was our game. I think it was maybe the game that they played against Leighton Orient. It would have been my last appearance on squad goals. Mm-hmm. I believe they played Leighton Orient. It turned out to be fairly dull. Um, draw, I think, in the end between the two of them. Could be wrong. Usually am. Um, but they're now in 11th. And it's essentially because of the fact they've got 35 points, by the way. So they're only three points outside of the playoff places. I mean, they are just, as you said, bouncing around. Up mm. and down, up and down, like yo-yos. All of them. Not a single one of those teams that is currently in the playoff spots. Carlisle, Bradford, Swindon and Mansfield. Not a single one of them has cemented themselves in that playoff picture. No. It's like they're they're halfway for a plastering job. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I mean, looking at Salford's form for a second. Um, last game uh, on Sunday, they lost three two away at Bradford. Um, in what I'm led to believe was Bradford's best performance of the season, mm. although Salford City players and manager completely disagreed and believed it was their best performance of the season, despite them losing. <laughs> um, they 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 beat Grimsby away 4-1, um, had a one-all draw at home on Boxing Day to Barrow and got a man sent off as well. Um, and then before that, you've got to go all the way back to the 3rd of December where they beat Gillingham 3-0 away from home, uh, which, as we all know, isn't really a difficult job to do. Um, but just to go back to the 19th of November, God, there was lots of gaps for Salford as well here by the looks of it. Um, they lost 4-1 to fellow playoff chasers, Carlisle United. So I'm looking at their results and I don't wish to tempt fate, but they seem to be doing a lot better against the teams that are lower down in the table than they are, than they are against the ones that are either battling it out with them or are above them. Does that bode well for mm. us, do we think? I mean, I don't, I, I personally think it's irrelevant, Charles. I think we just have to beat them. And, and that, that is the brutal honesty of it. If we've got teams that are kicking around kind of mid table playoff places, we need to beat those teams. We need to, but we don't need to just beat them. We need to convincingly beat them. And that, do, do we need to convincingly be? Yes, I take it when you say absolutely. convincingly, you want like a 5 0. That's convincing. No, no, is that no. What you mean? No, I mean, as in performance wise and showing right. that we are able to compete, not just scrap, really compete against those teams. Because once you start putting in those kinds of performances, people start looking. Do we want them to look though, Danny? Ooh, no, get away. Hide looking, them. They might, exactly. Yeah. Not now. January. Don't look now. Don't look now. I mean, it could work the other way as well, couldn't it? That potential signings have a little settle down on mm. Saturday, Saturday lunchtime and think, oh, take in some Salford v Northampton action, <laughs> as you do, and think, oh, they that, that look good. Who's that? Who's that little, little winger scoring all the goals? Oh, I'd love to play alongside him. Get me in. Who's <laughs> that? They can get me in. Never know. Potentially. Mm. Tyrell Simpson could be there. Just, 
Jack Marriott is, could be there, just like twiddling his thumbs. I don't think we're signing Jack <laughs> Marriott. Don't be, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Um, I'm now really obsessed because I want to know who Tyree Simpson is playing for. <laughs> Huddersfield Town. I don't think that's going to happen, Danny. Although he's made oh. no appearances. No, to get him in. What's he doing up there? He Nothing. signed on the 1st of September. Yeah. He signed a four-year deal with EFL Championship side Huddersfield Town. Yeah. He's played Nothing. no games for them. No games. No, get him in. Not doing anything else, is he? Come on, Reese. That's how Come so on. I know him now. Big Reese. Get him in. Big Reese. Get him in. Get Big Ty Reese. Big Ty Reese. Love it. Okay. So Salford, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. It is live on Sky Sports if you cannot make it. Um I presume that means that, therefore, it's not available on iFollow. Um, mm, home possibly or not, abroad. but you, you can probably buy a day pass or whatever, can't you, for the same Now price. TV. Now TV. Now TV. Now TV. Um, so there we go. Um, lovely. It was lovely being back with both of you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's, You're welcome. Uh, Anytime. I, I, shall, hope... I shall be here with Delia Smith requests at any time. Brilliant. Mm, cooking request. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll go back to our normal sort of schedule from next week, I promise you. Um, but thanks very much for listening. Thanks for your support. If you'd like to hear more from us, then simply go and check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Don't go quiet. Don't go quiet now. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Where are you? Let's be having you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.